Welcome to this week's episode of the Ask Us Anything podcast. My name is Dave and I'm the host for this podcast. And today we have an excellent question that comes in from Joanne. Two questions, actually. Joanne wants to know, why does sound doctrine matter? And what does sound doctrine entail? Well, Joanne, you ask a fantastic question and it's one that definitely needs to be answered. The word sound doctrine comes from a Greek word meaning teaching. Now, the Bible talks about the teachings of men, the teaching of demons, and the teaching of God. One definition of doctrine is teaching that comes from God, about God, that directs us to the glory of God. And this definition provides a helpful explanation of sound doctrine, identifying doctrine's source, its object, and its ultimate end. And now doctrine helps us know who God is, what he's done, what the Trinity is, the deity of Christ, his resurrection, salvation, justification, and the list goes on and on. Christian doctrine has a twofold object. The primary object of the doctrine is God. The secondary object is all things in relation to God. So doctrine teaches us to see God as a one from whom and through whom and to whom all things exist. And doctrine directs our lives to this for God's glory. And so when we examine the twofold object of doctrine as is presented to us in Scripture, a definite pattern emerges. The pattern of sound doctrine is Trinitarian. It's creation-affirming. It's gospel-centered. And it's church-oriented. The Bible's distinctive doctrinal pattern has left its mark on some of the most widely accepted summaries of Christian teaching, such as the Apostles' Creed and the Heidelberg Catechism, and has informed the shape of historic Christian worship. Doctrine defines the who and the what of Christianity. So we need to ask, is doctrine important? And the reason that we ask this question in this way is because you and I, we live in a, in a church culture in broader evangelicalism that tends to focus only on its felt needs or on its own paradigm of ministry. The truth is, though, everyone has doctrine. The atheist has doctrine, the Muslim has doctrine, the pagan has doctrine, and so on and so forth. And that means, as R.C. Sproul said, that everyone is a theologian. It's a doctrinal statement to say that you are a sinner. Jesus declared that he bore our sin in his body on the cross so we could be justified by faith and escape the wrath of God. But biblical doctrine also anchors Christians in truth to alleviate them from false teaching. So you might wonder, well, why should I even bother with doctrine? Well, again, many Christians think today that doctrine is only for academics. It's only for those in the seminary in the Ivy Tower. And I already said that many Christians also think that's all about their needs. They want to know what this means, how it relates to our lives. And that's certainly important. But we can't escape the fact that we have a doctrinal foundation and that doctrine needs to be explained and then applied. So we can't get that order wrong. The doctrine has to be explained and then it can be applied. The Bible warns us about this. In 2 Timothy 4.3 when it says, For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears they will accumulate for themselves teachers who suit their own passions. And also to guard and examine ourselves to make sure we're in the faith in 2 Corinthians 13.5. Doctrine is the lifeblood of the Christian faith. True Bible study is centered on both mastering and letting the word of God master you. And so we learn doctrine to be anchored in the truth of God's inspired, inerrant, clear, sufficient, and authoritative word. And this is why learning the basis of doctrine, such as 
Jesus is God in the flesh. Salvation is by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, the Trinity. And there will be a future resurrection in order to grow in the things of God. And his word is so vital. But what we also need is a posture of humility towards God's word. See, Christians are to come to the Bible with an attitude of humility and view it as it is, God's word. Christians are to hear, to heed, and obey the word of God by accepting its doctrinal teaching as formative for all of life. This is what the Lord tells us to do in Romans 12:2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. You see, since doctrine is the lifeblood of the Christian life, it follows that doctrine also provides fuel for the Christian life. You might just say, well, I, I just want to be a disciple of Christ. But how can you be a disciple of Jesus without doctrine? It is a doctrinal statement to say you are a Christian. Because with that statement comes the biblical truth that you believe that Jesus Christ is the only way to God. And that only through him can you be saved by believing in his death, burial, and resurrection. So now we need to ask, how does doctrine inform our discipleship? So if we agree that doctrine is essential to discipleship. The question is, how does doctrine inform discipleship? And to ask this question is to venture into the nitty-gritty of the Christian life where the rubber meets the road. But before we go there, we must understand that even the apostles struggled to know who Christ was and what he would do for them. This was before he bled and died in their place and for their sin was resurrected and then ascended. And many Christians today struggle to understand that when they live their lives as if what they believe believe doesn't matter, then they're prone to be tossed to and fro every which way, as Paul talks about in Ephesians 4.14. You see, what we believe must inform how we live. And when we view the Christian life in terms of how we live, rather than from what we believe, we encounter a massive problem. You see, trials, they often reveal our lack of trust in God. Difficult people expose our need for the grace of God. And so when difficulty comes to those who focus on how will I live, the response isn't to lean into God and trust His promises, but rather to lean on our own strength and grumble against Him. Those who understand the sound biblical doctrine and how it comes from God's Word live their lives in sound doctrine for the purpose of weathering trials and hard times. It's more about what they believe than how they live, although the two go together. They first ask, who is my God? Not, how should I live? Only when we have a high view of God and a high view of his word can we persevere in Christ and live in a godly manner. You see, it starts with him. We will be tossed by every wind of the latest and greatest fads to hit Christian bookstores, the Christian conference circuit, the music scene, what the most popular television preacher has said. See, doctrine and discipleship give shape to what Christianity is all about. Doctrine and discipleship are the twin engines that propel the Christian life and ministry to advance the gospel. We cannot emphasize doctrine to the exclusion of discipleship, for such an attitude leads to a lack of humility. Doctrine and discipleship provide fuel for the Christian's life in Christ. And doctrine and discipleship also shaped the local church's mission of seeking the lost and making disciples of Christ. As he approached the final days of his ministry, the Apostle Paul set his thoughts on the future well-being of Timothy, his beloved child in the faith. Paul says in 2 Timothy 1-2. He wrote to him about things that matter for life and ministry. And not only did Paul commend to his young prodigy, the glorious gospel of God, and the divinely inspired scriptures. But he also 
instructed Timothy regarding the importance of sound doctrine. He says in 2 Timothy 1, 13-14, Follow the pattern of sound words that you have heard from me in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus by the Holy Spirit who dwells within me, within us. Guard the good deposit entrusted to you. And so according to Paul, doctrine is among the things that matter most for the well-being of the Christian and the church. Sound or healthy doctrine provides a pattern that when followed promotes healthy faith and love. And so sound doctrine is a valuable heritage. That is, it is to be treasured in this generation and faithfully transmitted to the next. So what is the source of sound doctrine? Well, the, the triune God is the ultimate doctor or teacher when it comes to sound doctrine. The God who knows and loves himself in the perfect fellowship of the eternity has graciously willed to make himself known to us and loved by us. This doctrine taught by the Father through the Son and the Holy Spirit informs our faith and guides our love. Through the triune God is the ultimate source of doctrine. He has chosen to minister doctrine to us through Scripture until the day when God speaks to us face to face in his eternal kingdom. Holy Scripture is the norm and the source of sound doctrine. Doctrine is drawn from Holy Scripture as from a fountain. Doctrine is measured by the Holy Spirit as by a rule. Doctrine leads us back to Scripture by equipping us to become better readers. Indeed, untaught in those untaught in sound doctrine are most prone to twisting the Scriptures to their own destruction. Next, let's consider the end of doctrine. Doctrine promotes a number of ends. The sound doctrine delivers us from the snare of false teaching, which otherwise threatens to arrest our spiritual development and to foster ecclesiastical discord. Doctrine serves God's saving work both inside and outside the church. Above all, doctrine promotes God's glory. Doctrine shines forth as one of the glorious rays of the gospel of God and by directing our faith and love towards God and Christ. It enables us to walk in His presence and to give Him the glory that He alone deserves. God loves us in His goodness. He has given us the good gift of doctrine, that we might learn of Him and of His gospel, and that we might please Him in our walk. Doctrine is the teaching of our Heavenly Father revealed in Jesus Christ and transmitted to us by the Holy Spirit in the Scriptures, and is to be received, confessed, and followed in the church to the glory of God's great and holy and precious name. First Timothy 4.16 says, Keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching. Persist in this, for in doing so you will say both yourself and your hearers. See, holy living and sound teaching go together if anyone wants to be a blessing. And this is why Paul tells Timothy to keep a close watch on yourself and on your teaching. He must persist in holy living and vigilance with respect to teaching. The promise is, for by doing so, you will save both yourself and your hearers. You see, a man is saved by grace through faith alone, not by works. And yet, since holy living and sound teaching are fruit of the faith, Paul is able to say, by doing so, Timothy will save himself and his hearers. You see, God promises a special reward to his faithful ministers and to all his faithful witnesses. Many Christians today focus only on their life situations, such as their trials, their problems, their difficulties, and so on and so forth. And then when difficulty comes or when difficult people come, they wonder, what, what do I do? When you and I, as Christians, focus only on our lives, focus only on the situation of them, to the exclusion of grounding ourselves in the Word of God, we fail 
to keep a watch on what is truly important in our lives. That biblical doctrine and to ground our lives in God himself. See, biblical doctrine helps Christians weather the storms of life by building a foundation that is rooted in God himself. And the end result of this approach is that while we may struggle at times during trials, we will be sustained through those tough times of life through a firm reliance on the goodness and the providence of God who uses such situations to grow his people in his grace. And so grow deep and wide in God by reading, by studying, by meditating on God's word which testifies of the finished work of Jesus Christ. By grounding your life in the word of God, your life will increasingly reflect the truth of Scripture by the grace of God. You see, we need Jesus. This is the reality of life. And Jesus takes non-Christians and he transfers them from the kingdom of Satan to the kingdom of the Lord Jesus. Without that transfer, there is no way our lives can be grounded in God. Thankfully, though, the finished work of Jesus, through the finished work of Jesus, he has saved his people. He is sanctifying them and he will one day glorify them. Paul says to persist in this. And so, today you need to examine your life in light of Paul's exhortation to watch your life and your doctrine and see whether you're focusing more on your life or whether you're building a strong doctrinal foundation based on God's word. And you can tell your life is based upon God by a response to trials and difficulties. In such trials, ask yourself, if you know the peace of God that passes all understanding, do you put to flight thoughts of anxiety by taking them captive to the word of God? Or do you focus on those negative thoughts, those situations and trials to the exclusion of thinking about God and his promises? See, how we respond during these times will say a lot about where we are in our walk with God. And so today I urge you to know and to serve Jesus, dear Christian brother or sister. And you will heed Paul's words to Timothy in keeping a close watch on yourself and on the teaching. For in doing so, you will grow deep and wide in the gospel, as Paul told him in 1 Timothy 4.15. Practice these things, immerse yourself in them, so that all may see your progress. See, Timothy was to saturate himself in the gospel, to be nourished by the words of faith, and to train for godly living, so that he might conduct himself in a manner that no one would despise his youthfulness. He was to immerse himself, which literally means to be absorbed in them. It is the same for you and I as Christians today. We never outgrow our need for the gospel. We have to watch our life and our doctrine by relying not on ourselves, but on the grace of God through the word of God. Now, please, immerse yourself in the language and the world of the Bible and never look back. In doing so, your life will increasingly be saturated in the gospel and others will see your progress in your inevitable spiritual maturity and in your love for God's people. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Ask Us Anything podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to send them to me. My email is dave at servantsofgrace.org. That is dave at servantsofgrace.org. Again, I want to thank you for listening to this episode and pray Christ's richest blessings on you.